0: So a way
1: Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reid.
2: These days, it's hard not to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Sure, Trump got indicted. But now everyone says the case against him is weak and that he'll never serve any jail time. As someone whose entire personality is hating Donald Trump, you need more. You need to feel calm and reassured. You need the newest meditation app, Zen, The only <laughs> app that suits even the most militant liberals with sensual details from Trump's arrest, featuring your favorite CNN anchors and correspondents.
3: He's the first American president to ever be indicted. This is truly a historic and humiliating moment
0: Hmm. (laughs) trump is
3: a sad defeated man they made him
4: come from florida where it's 80 degrees to new york where it's only 60 degrees how depressing for him
0: and his motorcade wasn't even that big i thought it would be bigger but it was so small donald
2: was all alone no family or friends to support him i shouldn't say this as a journalist but What a loser. (laughs) Let New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman soothe you to sleep. This is his worst nightmare, and he's really freaking out. Because now he knows there are consequences.
5: consequences. Consequences.
2: You can also listen to clips of Trump and his allies desperately spiraling.
5: Please, Donald J. Trump is an innocent man, and he needs your help. Send him all your money today at DonaldJTrumpRU slash fundraising scam dot guilty.
2: Trump's next court appearance won't be till at least December. That's why CNN has a whole section of Trump indictment ASMR. Can you hear him getting fingerprinted? And the DA opening his big leather briefcase. Ooh, and the little gavel from the judge. I wonder if you'll even hear handcuffs. With additional in-app purchases, like audio erotica of District Attorney Alvin Bragg reading all 34 felony counts.
6: Count one, falsifying business records in the first degree. Count two, falsifying business records in the first degree.
7: Count three,
8: falsifying business.
2: I hope this couch isn't as flimsy as the DA's case. CNZ. Because you waited seven years for this indictment and you want every delicious detail. And what ethnicity is Trump's judge again?
9: Hispanic. CNC.
10: and welcome back to flyover
11: politic podcast it is the 10th of april year of our lord 2023 the tank comes from zach in tennessee thanks bud and that was a skit off this weekend's snl it's so true you can see this up here which is not coming in very well let me try to turn the light off our yeah, i guess it's not going to come in at all is it maybe if i turn it off it looks better Wanted to have our theme evident and this theme for 691 is propaganda. Propaganda, yes, we'll be having lots of propaganda. Before we start, I wanna play a uh, a sound that came out, a sound bite from a sheriff. And I, man, I love this guy.
6: Sheriff, you mentioned uh, the gun, do we know how? The
7: uh, suspect got a hold of the weapon. Car burglaries. Car
10: burglaries. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ain't that right? All the gun laws we got in place didn't prevent it, did it? Neither will any new ones. Because here's the fact: the bad guy going to get a gun, no matter what law you have put in place. These juveniles shouldn't even possess a handgun. But they did. And I'll go back to you. Add your question. A simple burglary, as some people will say, but I don't consider anything simple when it comes to a burglary. If the law allows me, I'll plaster their face up on this page, up on my page, up on media. I will hand it out if the law allows me because parents have the right to know who their kids are hanging out with and preventing this.
11: I think we need more sheriffs like that. I'm just saying. Just saying. That that kind of hit it. And then right up front, you know, there's a current theme that if you look, it happened with Obama for eight years. It's happening for Biden always and forever. The left gets away with saying, but Bush. Well, Bush did. And now it's, but Trump, and this is Bakari Sellers saying, of course, and we're going to cover Tennessee three in our top six today. But it's Trump's fault because of his rhetoric that we have racial problems in our country. That's kind of hard to swallow, since the moment Barack Hussein Obama got reelected. You ass hats went into overdrive that everything was racist. And that's when intersectionality went from classrooms in liberal arts colleges and became mainstream. But we'll do super bias up front. Here's Bakari Sellers America's a racist shithole because of Trump.
3: And Bakari, what do you see in terms of this being an assault on democracy uh, at the state level in Tennessee? Did did you view it that way? I know a lot of folks in the Democratic Party, they see sort of a rollback of, uh, I guess, Democratic uh, procedures taking place in state houses across the country. Is that what you saw? Did you see some of that at play in, in Tennessee as well?
8: I did, Jim. And, and, you know, people always want to say, I mean, as soon as we get off this uh, this, uh, segment, people are going to say, Akari, why are you playing the race card? On social media it's going to go crazy. Well, you have to understand the dynamics of where we are in the South. You have to understand the dynamics of these these young uh, black men attempting to speak their truth to power. Um, You have to understand the dynamics of what's at play in Nashville, where you have these kind of democratic epicenters of economic um, empowerment in Memphis where these men represent. And so when you when you put all of these things together and you see the fact that the first thing they wanted to do was shut them up, the first thing they wanted to do was tell them that, boy, you can't speak no more, then you realize where we truly are. I mean, you think about Josh Hawley. I mean, people want to talk about decorum. You think about Josh Hawley, Hawley raising his fist of power as he walks by insurrectionists. And Josh Hawley today is still a United States senator from Uh, the great state of Missouri. Like, people never thought about removing him from office. But we had young people gunned down in a school. Let's put all of this into context. We had young people, babies, gunned down in a school. And these young people, these young black boys, men, excuse me, decided they were going to um, speak their truth to power about not having any more young babies gunned down, and yet they eject them from their seats. And so there's something else at play here. And I think what's at play is race. I think power dynamics are at play. And I think the erosion of democracy, as you said, Jim, is at play. And until we truly deal with these things, Donald Trump showed us that you can use racism as political currency. You can attempt to chip away and erode democracy.
11: And some upfront before we hit the top six, you know, everything about this administration is far, far left. And we were lied to. We were told that he was going to be a centrist, that he was going to be this, nice little grandpa that was not going to be a fucking asshat. Yet we find that every decision they make is super, super left. Um, And this story came out this weekend because of course it was Easter. And we find out that Millie stop the Catholic Archdiocese from going to Walter Reed because it's Catholic I mean I don't I don't understand I I am still I I'm just shocked that they forbade a religious group from going to Walter Reed and visiting soldiers um. That's pretty fucked up. that That is about as fucked up as you can get because that is anti-religion, um, which seems to be very big with this shithole of a fucking goddamn administration. I mean we've we've seriously decided. That we are not going to recognize that people were killed by a trans craziness person. We're not going to even recognize it. We're going to ignore it. It's like it just never happened. And then, other military news Millie's remarks on Iran alarmed Israel. Because, you know, once again, we're anti-Israeli because the left is. They're the ones always saying everything's anti-Semitic, which we have an article about Soros. That's anti-Semitism. But fuck Israel isn't. Of course, we, we have another example of why... We have so many problems with our officer corps. And another leaked slide. We're doing intersectionality in CESG, Command College. CGSC, excuse me. Racism is a complex system of beliefs and behaviors that result in the oppression of people of color and benefit the dominant group. As I've said so many times, I ain't had very few white first sergeants. Fort Rucker is going to be retired this week, and there's so many articles from military. Saying how great this is. I even got a kind of an argument with a guy, and I it was a US Army tweet. And he basically was, Oh, I'm glad you're not a racist. But it needs to go away. And and he was a vet. Pentagon, Justice Department, investigate a secret military document appear online because you know Millie's so busy doing all this other shit. A huge Push this week, um, Army Times, Military.com, you name it. I'm trying this new slide thing. It's just easier than doing 4,000 slides, just making them as I go. This was everywhere that extremism is a problem. They're trying to say extremism in the military is a huge problem while trans militants are killing Christians. Okay, then I shared this with my son, Zach in Tennessee, and I this was like in unison. I'm in the wrong one, there we go. Baseball home runs are increasing thanks to climate change. Now, this is Bloomberg but it was everywhere. AP, a new study finds that climate change is making major league sluggers into even hotter hitters. MS, DNC, it's high, it's deep, it's global warming. The Bloomberg, Forbes. More than 500 home runs since 2010 could be attributed to climate change. CNN. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Then this was... Uh, Easter morning from the New York Times, I saw so many heinous statements on this that i'm I'm not even gonna read. Nashville battered and morning pauses for Easter. And it's basically all about Tennessee three. Fuck you goddamn Christians. In recent days, a closing of this article has been reading Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, turning frequently to abide with me. A hymn written in the 19th century, more recently set to new music by Nashville community. Hymn writers and composer recorded a version of Psalm song, blah, 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 blah. The darkness deepens, he sang in the near empty sanctuary. When other helpers fail and comfort flee, help of the helpless, abide with me. You weird-ass fucking Christians. You're just all a bunch of weird-ass Christians. Easter. Biden starts Easter with one of our subjects today. A federal district judge in Texas ruled that prescription medication that has been available for more than 22 years was not supposed to be approved. Let's be clear, vice Vice President Harris and I will continue to lead the fight to protect a woman's right to abortions. Because abortion on Easter is what it's all about. All about abortion. Easter. They go together. This was from Thomas Massey this week. A federal agency other than the FBI, the Homeland Security Investigating Unit, was handling and running undercover conf- confidential human sources on January 6th. A motion filed court also claims at least 40 undercover agents were in the crowd. Now, what ended up happening is that the media, well, we can't have a fair trial for these people. They're horse garbage. Gabbage. I had some kind of accident, don't I? Uh, that's not it. I'm going to... Make this as we go. We'll do it live, God damn it this is this is how it was written in most of our media. They didn't actually cover that this is our this is our system of governance. this is what we do. we give fair trials. proud boy Duney want to unmask informants. This is bad. so we don't want. Free trials. We're just we're not into that. Then, as we talked about, here's Soros, his son, has visited over a dozen times, but there's no link between this administration. And Soros. No, we we, we don't have that. So two fun sound bites really quick. His only son crashed the box office and did third best this weekend and the best ranger competition starts this week so we're going to play those and then we're going to go into our top six. We're going to start a expose on Gavin Newsom.
8: Abraham. Lord. Take now your son
0: and go to the land of Moriah and there Offer him.
12: The Lord came to me last night. I must go to Moriah and make a sacrifice to him there. Isaac and I will go alone.
4: Why,
5: Isaac?
12: Because the Lord commands it.
5: Make sure no harm comes to our son.
9: The road is a dangerous place, Abraham.
12: The Lord has set us on this path. He will guide us.
11: This road belongs to Abimelech, king of Pelesath.
12: I know who owns this road. I have given you, king, plenty of tributes.
0: What is your name, old man? Abraham.
12: Why go all this way? Go through all this effort. He has us do this in remembrance, that death is the penalty for sin. You believe that? Is anything too difficult for the Lord?
6: What's your purpose in this? If this is your judgment on me, take
9: my life,
12: That is. Everyone's blind until their eyes are opened. The
11: Lord chose that man, out from the wicked, that hope
5: may endure.
11: Take me! You've heard him bloviate on TV, interviews, and social media, but never before have all his failures been brought together in one collection.
13: Uh, we all need to self-medicate periodically.
11: The people that brought you Biden's blunders and Kamala's cackles now proudly present Gavin Newsom's greatest hits. This whole damn border debate is made up. It's made up. And who could
13: forget? Well, finally, California, is gonna get it right with this new high-speed rail. Timeless classics. If we can just get everybody vaccinated that's not vaccinated, that's refusing to get vaccinated, that's living uh, vaccine-free and impacting the rest of us, it's like drunk
10: drivers. And cliches.
13: These are organized gangs of people that are coming, and forgive me for saying gangs, I know that that, that's not a majority.
10: They're organized groups of folks. Everyone's favorite.
13: Deeply sorry about that. I've hurt someone I care deeply about, Alex Turk his friends and family. Platitudes. I thought I was dumb. I mean look like a third-world country. We haven't been looking that good
10: in the last few decades in this state. And failures like...
13: And that's why we established this framework, what we call a 10-year plan to end chronic homelessness in San Francisco. Order Gavin Newsom's greatest hits by calling (laughs) The problem in our country right now? authoritarian leaders. Well, you know what, if you want to attack someone, attack me. Uh, I was the first governor of the country to require masking for all our public schools. I was the first governor of the country to require uh, vaccine verifications and or testing. And now we're leaning in again. You want to go after someone, go after me. We're going to do a hard close uh, that we direct a statewide order for people to stay at home. Uh, We're going to have new protocols and procedures, temperature checks, people wearing face coverings across the spectrum. So, as you mentioned, they are without masks. Uh, rest of the time I wore it, uh, as we all should. All you were telling Californians that they should be staying at home. So, but the spirit of what I'm preaching all the time uh, was contradicted. I, I think you've answered, what on earth were you thinking? And I got to own that. And so I want to apologize to you. I mean, these are, they're on the spectrum of authoritarianism. Because we can screw you, because we chose to screw you and that's exactly the point these films don't have your back challenging years uh, you know.
11: it's a funny thing we live in this country with the biased media that a guy from a blue state that people are fleeing I mean when I did a twitter on Gavin Newsom that's what you got then I had to look for positives We'll see some propaganda in a second, but literally Crackville, and he's rolling all over the country with these red states. These red states are all fucked up, and you're all going to help the Democrats there, because the guy wants to run for president, but he's got Biden in the way. Yahoo life. Newsom goes on red state tour. Gavin Newsom campaign buys ads in Florida, even though he's running in California. Newsom traveled to banned red states with new pack as presidential rumors swirl, and then you see that they're running stats that are just insane. Here's a no lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. And of course, he was featured this weekend, weekend on Inside with Pesaki. Just making shit up.
12: Occasionally turn on Fox no. time and see what happens, no. just to see.
13: Not occasionally. Um, every night.
12: Every night. And do you think Democrats should still be appearing on Fox or should they not be appearing on
13: uh, Fox? It contributes to the mental health crisis in the state. So on the basis of one's own personal <laughs> conditions, I would not recommend it. Um, my staff is quite literally tried to have interventions with me about it. They say I'm too obsessed with it, but I need to understand it.
12: You want to know what the other side thinks?
13: I don't want to know what they think. I want to see the patterns. And what you see are patterns that emerge. You have these right-wing blogs and about a week or two later, Tucker Carlson will play it out. And then all of a sudden it gets mainstream.
12: So politics is a pretty dark world sometimes. Yeah. There's also hope. Yeah. You've got four kids. Yeah. Would you want to see any of them get into politics yeah. or run for office? I'm more
13: romantic about it. Public service. I mean, I'm a, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a product of the 60s, but I am, it's evocative. I mean, it's deeply evocative to me. Yeah, I'm in a state that has 28% higher uh, murder rate than the state of California. I'm here in the freedom-loving state of Florida. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Eight of the top 10 murder states in terms of uh, increase in murder rates are all red states. By the way, seven of the top 10 dependent states are those same states with lower life expectancy, higher infant mortality, maternal mortality, some of the worst health outcomes in the country. I mean, how the Democrat? I mean, look at their gdp rates 60 plus percent of the gdp in this country in blue states how are we losing these debates yeah how are we losing these debates
11: we got to go on the offense see this is what the media does for shit burglars like him because they realize he's the next second coming this guy is the future of the democratic party They've been grooming this motherfucker he's a manchurian candidate the stabbing death of Cash App founder Bob Lee has prompted comments perpetuating the notion that San Francisco is a dangerous and crime-ridden, but data shows violent crime, especially homicides, are well below that of major cities, CNN, dufully protecting the next guy. While he's doing this southern swing, it's all about the grift. This was everywhere. And then red state Democrats... Hopefully it changed. Yes. Have some advice for Gavin Newsom, California progressive governor, spent spring break taking swipes at political opponents in the South. The ending of the article. Randy Kelly, chair of Alabama Democratic Party, said he welcomes Newsom's attention. State Republicans are still fighting the Civil War, he said, noting the ban on critical race theory, blah, blah, blah. Democrats there don't know about much about and Kelly said, but that doesn't matter as much as the assistance. Whatever message he has, it can't hurt Alabama, Kelly said. It can only help. Oh, it's gonna hurt Alabama. You bring that shit to Alabama, you're all gonna get voted the fuck out of office. You're just gonna get voted out of office. I don't understand how anybody could think that guy is the next coming of Christ I, I I'm speechless as you can see I don't understand how how um he is going to be worse than anything you ever saw, and I'm covering it because this motherfucker is going to be the big prague messiah, and you're not gonna hear anything but him after twenty twenty four after they get rid of this um bag of bones they have this is where you're where we're going to end up going it's it's pretty pretty crazy so i found three videos they're from infowars but all of it in it's true it's about a, a six minute little vignette but we need to get smart we need to know about not republican cuz i'm not a republican but we need to know Who these people are Because the media will never tell you About this dirty cocksucker So here it is And then we're going to go into Our Trans-fascism And Riley Gaines Getting attacked
10: Pat Brown's father, Edmund Joseph Brown, was known for running scams and gambling operations in San Francisco. With the help of businessman William Newsom II, Pat Brown became governor of California for two terms. During his governorship, he awarded the Squaw Valley concession contract to William Newsom III and his partner, John Pelosi. The deal was criticized for the state of California paying for everything and getting nothing. William Newsom III grew up with the governor's son, Jerry, who was training to be a Jesuit priest. John Pelosi's son, Paul, married Nancy D'Alessandro, daughter of Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., who was known for smuggling heroin into the U.S. with Lucky Luciano and the Baltimore Mafia. John Pelosi's son, Ron, married William Newsom's daughter, Barbara. Over ongoing disputes about the Squaw Valley concession, William Newsom Sr. threatened to hurt the governor politically, just as Governor Brown was running for a third term against Ronald Reagan. He lost. But eight years later, the former governor's Jesuit son, Jerry, reclaimed the governorship in 1974. He appointed William Newsom III to a Placer County judgeship in 1975, and three years later to the State Court of Appeal. William Newsom was an attorney for oil magnate J. Paul Getty, named in the 1966 Guinness Book of World Records as the world's richest private citizen. And while serving on the appellate bench in the 1980s, he helped Getty's son, Gordon, secure a change in state trust law that allowed him to claim his share of a multi-air trust. After Newsom retired Getty Trust and provided seed money for his son Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi's nephew, to start the plump jack business that led to a career in San Francisco politics. As mayor of San Francisco, and Lieutenant Governor of the state of California. Gavin Newsom was informally adopted by the Gettys after his parents divorced. And recently succeeded family friend Jerry Brown to be the current governor of California. For 80 years, these four families have ruled over the state of California politically. And with the help of Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters, Adam Schiff, and Diane Feinstein, California's uncontrollable state government spending has amounted to over $2 trillion in debt and the highest tax rates in the country. The homelessness population is on the rise so much that a typhus outbreak has reached epidemic levels. Thousands of needles from illicit drugs litter the streets. They have made California a sanctuary state. They have been steadily chiseling away at the Second Amendment. They have passed laws for mandatory vaccinations. And they continue to aggressively oppose our president on every front. On October 1, 2016, right before Donald Trump won the election, President Obama transferred full control of the Internet from the U.S. government to an independent California nonprofit organization. In a cyber war scenario, the U.S. government may not have control over the Internet. Even if it secures military and government domains and IP addresses, the targets in cyber warfare are likely to be civilian, and the U.S. government requires private sector infrastructure to operate. Since the Internet underpins our computer systems, electrical grids, communication systems, and other critical infrastructure, our entire civilian society could be at risk. Who controls California? Who controls the four families? What is a republic? For newswars.com, this is Greg Reese.
1: Getting your protein has never been easier with InfoWars Life Protein Bars. Available in delicious chocolate peanut butter and vanilla coconut flavors, these protein bars are the perfect answer for a snack on the go. InfoWars Life Protein Bars are nutrient-packed, portable protein bars for an easy-to-eat and great-tasting meal. Pre- or post-workout fuel alternative. At just 240 calories per bar and 15 grams of protein each, these bars will be your favorite at-hand snack for at home, in the car, at work, or on the go. For getting nutrients easily, high in fiber and nutrients with wholesome ingredients for high-level performance with great taste, such as whey protein and chocolate compounds, these protein bars can help you with the boost you need to reach your goals. Protein-packed and full of fiber and healthy ingredients, InfoWars Life Protein Bars are a can't-miss snack for any InfoWarrior serious about their energy. Try both flavors today at InfoWarsStore.com.
5: Hey, Look at all these families. Hi, families! It's time for a pride parade.
2: Families marching one by one. Hurrah! Hurrah! Fam- Every
14: death is a tragedy, y'all. it's Seven lives. Transgender human rights! Transgender human rights! This
2: way. Yeah, you fucking trans fucking bitch. I fucking
5: see it. Trans. Just me. I'm good. I'm transgender.
0: I'm coming, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. go right? ahead. Right? 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 right. You look out,
2: look out. Look out,
0: look you! Fucking
12: crying, bitch. Fuss you out, I out. Look Oh,
0: Fine, bitch. Fine, bitch. You dress like a <laughs> common. Oh. Hey, Fuck hey, you. Up. Hey, Fuck hey, Fuck hey, you. are trained women. You. Trained trained are trained women. Trans are women. trans are women. are women. are women. Trans women. are women. Trans women. are women. Trans women. are women. women. are women. women. are women. women. are women. to disperse are
2: I held human right
11: this is how they're starting to cover things a bible belt rift just a bible belt thing you bible having pieces of fucking shit you're just you're just garbage humans you know we, we don't we don't really care you know we don't care about your religion fuck your religion fuck you i mean fuck you yeah this is how cnn uh covered the attack on her, which by any means that that's a fucking attack. The rest of the protesters just ambush and corner me before I was able to move out with the help of campus police. Former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines. She says she was assaulted because nobody here can be bothered to watch and actually report the story. Why would we? I could play 100 sound bites, but here's just a refresher of what they've said in the media since a trans extremist killed Christian.
0: I've come to the point, and it's
9: very difficult to even think that, that we live in a country where apparently we value guns over children. We Mm. value guns over the lives of fellow human beings. And it's very hard for me to wrap my brain around that. Because if we didn't... If we didn't feel that way, we would do
5: something about well, it. I just think I, I take my kids to the playground in New York and they put padding on the playground just yes. in case they fall
9: off the exactly. jungle gym and right. don't want to get a
5: bruise on your elbow. Think of the steps we take to ensure that our
7: kids are safe, except around this one issue where we seem to have a block.
9: Yeah, yeah. N- Guys, they're banning
1: books in schools. Youth, right? This is a map just out this week from the Human Rights Campaign. They now estimate of all the transgender kids across the country, aged 13 to 17, just that age group, more than half of them now live in a state where they have either already lost access to or could lose access to gender affirming care. It's over 50% now. And, Jonathan, I want to turn to you on this because that, that's a striking number, first of all, when you think of the sheer volume of children who are impacted by that. But I'm wondering why you think this particular issue resonates so deeply right now.
4: Because it makes people feel uncomfortable. Let's just be perfectly frank about it. It makes people uncomfortable. But just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean that you then target what makes you uncomfortable. And by target, you're targeting kids. You're targeting the families of those kids, making it impossible for them to get uh, get health care in their own home state, making it almost impossible for them to go out of state. Criminalizing, in some cases, going out of state to get care. All these kids and their families want are for the, for these trans kids to be able to go to school like everyone else, learn like everyone else and be left alone like everyone else, if possible. And to be able to learn in a classroom environment where there's neither a target on their back or they're not being denied the full history, the full curriculum that they're supposed to be taught. The problem I have with what's been happening in the states, and particularly with this congressional bill, is that the language is so vague. In that report, the person said, you know, it doesn't specify names of books
3: and things. Well, no, it leaves it up. Many Democrats say that he'll be running against his age, in part, until a Republican nominee is chosen. In fact, one central message in new Republican candidate Nikki Haley's campaign is that the U.S. needs younger leadership.
0: In the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire. We'll have term limits for Congress. And mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old.
9: Elder statesman here.
6: This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime, sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk, not acor- Wait. I, That's not according to me. Prime for what? I, it depends, I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s, a, oh,
5: I got another I'm I agree
6: with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, well, you know, politicians aren't in their I prime. I need to need qualify.
5: To are you talking about prime for, like, childbearing be Or are you talking don't shoot about shoot the
6: message. Prime, for just saying what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to... Google? You know, Google or whatever it is. Um, I look, and you have to be careful because older people vote. Older people watch linear television, right? And so she has to be careful about turning off a certain constituency who may be her strongest set of supporters. And it, look, she is raising this. Do you think it's smart? We had the conversation earlier about do you think it's smart for her to do that? Because in that, right, she's she's going to turn off a lot of older people, and of course, these are her words, she's bringing this up, that politicians are no longer in their prime, right? And that was according to her. And so, sh- I think she's I gonna, she's I, alienating yes, some I people. Yes, I heard the earlier. But I have to stick up for older people here, because it, it, it feels, there's something that could feel ageist about this, and it stings. When you say someone is in their prime in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, probably like, <gasps> it stings. Okay. Just simply looking at the people who traditionally show up to the polls, they're usually older.
2: Yeah, but they're smart, and they, you know, they make these decisions about who to vote for. And to your point earlier, you know, the idea of prime that you would Google on the internet, that's about sexual and reproductive prime. That's not actually about, like, mental health and aging. And there has been so many advances. Well, those aren't my words. No, but those I'm just Mickey Those are Nikki Haley's words. No, I, I'm, yeah, but to yeah. be clear, like, you you raised the question of that could somehow be a double-edged sword for her, that, you know, she could be out of her prime in some way. That's not how it works. I mean, people are really looking at folks who are in their age upper tier, and who they are questioning every comment they make, every stumble, every stutter, and pointing to that in the political wars as some sort of sign of something. It, That's very you have have different. different the, you have to have the same saying, energy
6: for that because there are people who feel offended by that. And again, I'm just, and I think it's individual. I don't think it's based yeah, on. Yeah, no one's
2: going to look I at Nikki Haley individual. and say, is she in her prime or not?
6: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, there may be some people who would say, because again, I don't
11: think people would be saying that if she and then we start getting into the bud light controversy is starting fights in bars that is a newsweek order that's what they went with bud light caitlin jenner said it's ridiculous that came out nike responds to backlash over dylan villain dylan mulvaney partnership and starts customers to be kind and inclusive and then we get to the newsweek garbage. Smoking this, a barbecue owner Guy Cummins, and those customers verbally accosting those drinking Bud Light. Yeah, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. You're just making it up. Olympian Sharon Davies calls for Nike boycott. That's a New York Post. So let's let's refresh ourselves. And then she hid back, and once again, because of lives of tiktok tiktok and instagram you can't download anymore so i had a screen cap this yesterday this is his response we're going to see the bathtub scene we're going to see the nike and then we're going to go straight into him singing some fucking song as audrey fucking hepburn
1: Thank you for your patience. Sorry, are you still there? (laughs) Yes.
11: The fuck man, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? Now remember, this is just a grift and it's working, but because the media is so invested in turning everybody into fucking little activist, this video was less than a year ago.
5: Girlhood becomes yes. stronger when there's more of us behind behind it. Only certain people are allowed in, but who's allowing? That's the real question. Who is I, I don't. Maybe there isn't one. And maybe that's <laughs> maybe the part of it. Do you have any relationship to the concept of girlhood?
9: absolutely do I find girlhood to be inspiring there are a lot of human beings who are girls who transcend what their gender is supposed to be yes and that to me is something I draw strength from and excitement
5: from absolutely when <laughs> I hope this is the start of a lifelong friendship what do you think people <laughs> I love you all okay and oh I- we got to do my signature okay
11: Okay, ready. Love ya! Bye! A five o'clock shadow until he got the grift and now he has money falling out of his butthole. A different face and a shitload of cash because now he's a spokesman taking away spots from real women. Um. Daily Mail gives us this tripe. Transit Lewis Dylan Mulvaney says, It's hard to see the light now after the week I've been having, but hits back at her critics with a post featuring Defiant song, No One Is Alone, after Nike sports bra backlash. Oh, that poor thing. New York Post. Dylan Mulvaney hits back at haters with Defiant song. But here's the thing. Bud Light goes silent. All of a sudden, they're just not even tweeting shit because they know they're fucked up. Business. This is time. From Bud Light to Nike, brands are facing conservative backlash for featuring trans people while they're sticking to their decisions. Oh, I guess I didn't get this, did I? There it is. Bud Light, except openly admits to erasing beer's frat guy image in favor of inclusivity, promoting Dylan Mulvaney. So, they, they, this is the grift. But even overseas, in Britain, which is way woker than us. Women ain't having it.
9: Have you ever heard anything so ridiculous? From the brand that gave us Just Do It, Nike, are using trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney, a biological man, to sell women's bras. How is that a good idea? Have a look at this. This is Dylan Mulvaney promoting Nike's sports bra for women. So if you're listening on radio, you can download the app or go to gbnews.com where you'll see a biological man with no breasts prancing around in a material bra and a short pleated skirt or oh, leggings I think he was wearing. In a manner that can only be described as a caricature of woman, an insult to actual women, it's almost as bad as this on Twitter.
8: Why? Stop. (sighs) Why is
11: this thing not hot? I swear to God, if anyone says welcome to womanhood, I'm gonna.
9: Of course, if you weren't uh, watching that and you were listening on radio, it's a man writhing around in supposed agony, dressed as a woman, but with a cheesy grin on his face as he pretends to be suffering with period pains. Absolutely ridiculous. I can tell you now that no woman I know smiles like that when she's going through the agonising cramps of a period. We have to endure this, and we do it once a month. We just get on with it. We get on with life. So This is clearly a man. And if you think there's nothing sinister in this, then take a look at this third clip of terrified swimming champion Riley Gaines being ambushed by screaming trans activists and hit twice by a guy in a dress after saving women's sports speech. After doing a speech on that at San Francisco State University, cops say that there were no arrests. Apologise for the flash photography there. Hardly the sound of a so-called vulnerable community. As far as I can see, it is the women who are the vulnerable ones. Riley had to hide in a cupboard for three hours. But let's get back to transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, who has over 12 million followers across TikTok and Instagram. And it is reported that for each post for Nike, uh, she received around about $150,000 Other major brands like Bud Light and Maybelline have also used the influencer and paid potentially similar amounts. So instead of Nike using brilliant female athletes, of which there are many, like Riley Gaines, to promote something that is clearly required and designed specifically for adult human females, which is bras. They could have used women. Nike have chosen to use a biological man, a space that should actually have been taken by a female. Sometimes I have to ask myself whether I'm living in a delusion. What on earth were they thinking? Why would that make me, as a woman, want to buy anything from Nike ever again?
11: Why would companies do all this? Well, it's pretty fucking simple, even though I did a really poor job of prepping my size. It's CEI, it's from the human rights campaign, and here's just a little smidgen. They're handing out lucrative deals to what were once considered fringe celebrities because they have to or risk fa- falling, failing and an all-important social credit score that could make or break their businesses. At stake is their Corporate Equity Index or CEI score, which oversees by the Human Rights Campaign, the largest LGBTQ plus political lobbying group in the world. HRC, which has received millions from George Soros Open Society Foundation, among others, issues report cards for American biggest corporations via the CEI awarding or subtracting points for how well companies adhere to what they call a rating criteria. Businesses that attain the maximum 100 total points earn the coveted title, Best Place to Work for Gay People. 15 of the top 20 Fortune ranked companies received 100% ratings last year, according to HRC data. More than 840 U.S. companies racked up high CEI scores, according to the latest report. The HRC, which was formed in 1980 and started in CEI in 2002, is led by Kelly Robinson, who was named as president in 2022 and works as a political organizer for Barack Obama. The HRC lists five major ratings. And here are the ones. And I fucking hate you when you don't do JPEGs, you fucking cocksuckers. It's always a WEP file, man. And my program doesn't understand WEP. Boom, there it is. Workforce protection, five points. No discrimination for employment or sexual orientation. Inclusive benefits criteria include providing health care to get your dick chopped off and made into a vagina. Supporting an inclusive culture, including gender-neutral dress codes, trans-inclusive restrooms, corporate social responsibility, marketing or advertising with gay fuckers, responsible citizenship, points deducted if company gives money to organizations whose primary missions include advocacy against LGBTQ equity, which is not defined, but you know it means Christian groups. Christians. Christians bad. That's why the media does it. This article hurt my fucking pancreas. I don't know where it is, but it hurts. The 2022 equity index. Let's see. 842 best places to work 138 newly rated 379 fortune 500 152 American law magazines all fortune 500 93% for sexual orientation 91 domestic partner benefits transgender inclusive only 66% it is basically a nightmare And it's why. And and I'm not even doing slides for this. Publisher drops Children Illustrator for anti-trans notes. Kansas. This is all just fucking AP. Kansas banned transgender athletes from women, girls sports, which will be against Title IX now. Oklahoma rules on school library books. Transgender students should be void, AG says. Battle over books. Libraries fight attempts to ban content considered harmful to minors. California bill would block schools and districts from removing any of their CRT and LGBTQIA. Indiana and Idaho ban trans treatment for minors. This dude. Is why all the women are dropping out of the fucking races. It's a dude, fake tits. You're getting articles from Insider. The parents of an eight year old trans girl said they're moving from Florida to Minnesota because of anti trans law. And nobody, nobody covered this article nobody nobody we did they didn't didn't even cover it never made the news the great trans backfire. The Biden administration pushes to normalize medical gender changes for kids, flies in the face of new science, public opinion, red state laws, and European allies. Joe Biden's trans health chief admits she has stepped into a political minefield. Trans medicine is supported at the highest level of the federal government, she says. The White House out of step with Europe's more cautious approach. And we've covered it on here numerous times. This is not science. This isn't science. This is basically you fuckers came up with some shit. It's like glad and why all our TV is gay. And it's like everything to do with CRT, LGBT, EI, 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 EIO. When you dig deep. you find they bullied their way in. They just bullied their way in. They don't, nobody's for this stuff. They just don't have a choice. And that's why more and more, wherever you turn, you see freaky shit like this. that's not transgenderism that's just a freak they're perverts those are perverts I have conceded on here some people are trans they get the dick chopped they go for the full fucking Monty okay cool and I don't give a fuck I don't even care about the freaks but you're directing this at children you're doing it on purpose it's what you you do You want to make little liberals, so you focus this all on children. And it's sick. It's like two steps from pedophilia. And then a crazy person goes into a school, shoots Christians, and our vice president comes to Tennessee not to talk about the shooting or console the Christians. It's to punish gun owners who didn't shoot anybody.
0: They chose to lead and show courage to say that a democracy allows for places where the people's voice will be heard and honored and respected. And they understood the importance, these three, of standing to say that people will not be silenced, to say that a democracy hears the cries, hears the pleas, who hears the demands of its people who say the children should be able to live and be safe and go to school and not be in fear. They said, we understand when we took an oath to represent the people who elected us, that we speak on behalf of them. It wasn't about the three of these leaders. It was about who they were representing. It's about whose voices they were channeling. Understand that. And is that not what a democracy allows? says you don't silence the people. You do not stifle the people. You don't turn off their microphones when they are speaking about the importance of life and liberty. That is not what a democracy does.
11: This entire administration made it known that they were for The Tennessee Three. Biden, three kids and three officials gunned down yet another mass shooting. And what are GOP officials focused on? Punishing lawmakers who joined thousands of peaceful protesters calling for action. It's shocking, undemocratic, and without precedent. I was reliably informed that bum-rushing a Capitol building was an insurrection. Hear that, guys? Storming Capitol buildings, shouting down lawmakers, and disrupting legislative business is now a peaceful protest, according to the president. I know you don't need a reminder, but here's one anyway.
14: Every death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.
11: Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee. Nothing, nothing from the media. In fact, local media was jerking off repetitively to these guys coming. It was all good, they were happy as shit. Barack Hussein Obama. This nation was built in peaceful protests. No elected officials should lose their jobs simply for raising their voice, especially when they're doing it on behalf of our children. They're not doing it on behalf of the children. What happened in Tennessee is the latest example of a broader erosion of civility and democratic norms. Silencing those who disagree with us is a sign of weakness. Will you guys silence every opposing voice. H-R-C, dropping the R. Following yet another school shooting, Tennessee Republicans have moved on from offering empty thoughts and prayers into place of action. I ain't near tired. Now they're expelled to Democratic legislators to demand safety for student and educators who just want to learn, teach, and peace. We don't have to put up with these shocking anti-Democratic actions that deny voters' voices. Go fuck yourself. Adam fucking Kinziger who made his bones on the insurrection had D-balls to come out and do this. So as you can expect, the media was all, let's meet them. Even a great photo with the hand up. Oh, fight the power,
5: fight the power.
11: Nothing about the insurrection. Never once through any of this is the word Christian spoken. NBC tees up ex-GOP, uh, expelled rep to label GOP racist. MSNBC, questions if Tennessee ever left the days of the KKK. CBS warms Tennessee Republicans let them no choice but to get violent. Nets bemoan GOP. It's race em, racism. Meet the press, tease them up like they did absolutely nothing wrong. Yet in my video, you see these asshats taking over the floor. It was an insurrection.
5: Well, politics needs some cartilage. It needs some give. It can't be totally brittle. So when you have a situation in here where, okay, Republican lawmakers thought these these Democrats broke decorum, stepped out of line, there are a series of steps to punish but when you go to the maximalist, when you kick them out, there is that's, that's brittle. There's no give. When right. there's no give, right. the only way the other side gets to respond is by punching back. And so when you lose those interim steps, all you get is response and response and response. And that is not only, you know where that leads, right? right? That leads to violence. And it takes us back to this previous conversation, which is the reason this question of democracy is so important. And the reason faith in the judicial system is so important is we are at a moment where More on the conservative side, but on both sides, you have people who think the system isn't working, we've got to affect change outside of the system through violence.
11: More on the conservative side. Conservatives got a permit and stormed Michigan. With a permit. They were authorized to be there in protest. Four capitals have been stormed by lefties. So I just had to pause for a second before we go into the race stuff and go, no, one day, this has been one week.
0: I just went through it with Justin.
11: Let's lay it out there. Three state representatives all
0: protested hand in hand together. Two were black men. One was a white woman. Did she do anything different based on your reporting that would keep her in her position
12: and keep these men out? Look, there is no coincidence that this happened in the state where the Ku Klux Klan was founded. I think that Tennessee has been backsliding, if it ever left, uh, its racist history. And I think it is just now that the nation is seeing this. Gloria Johnson did not do anything any different. And there was pretty obviously a racial component to this expulsion. And it wasn't even just the fact that Gloria is A white woman. It is also the fact that she was defended by two white male.
4: You said this week, as we heard you, that this is a grave day for democracy and that it sets a dangerous precedent the expulsion of you and one of your colleagues there. Why do you think this happened and how
3: do you think it should be resolved? Again, I come to you as a representative in exile because a majority white caucus decided to expel the two youngest black lawmakers.
0: We begin with the dramatic fallout after that mass shooting at Covenant School in Nashville. Tennessee lawmakers are voting to expel three Democrats from the state legislature after they protested for stricter gun control on the floor of that chamber, chanting into a bullhorn, no action, no peace. The Republican Speaker of the House comparing them to January 6 rioters, citing them for disorderly behavior this morning. Supporters of the Capitol welcomed them with cheers and watched in the gallery as the Republican supermajority debated measures to oust them. Since the Covenant shooting, protesters for gun control have gathered at the Capitol a number of times, and they were there again today, even in the rain. Tennessee has only expelled lawmakers a handful of times, and usually for criminal or sexual misconduct. This time, however, is very different.
4: Today, ahead of the expulsion vote, Johnson, Jones, and Pearson walking defiantly into the state capitol amid chants of we support the Tennessee Three. And tonight, with hundreds chanting outside the chamber, Jones calling this a political lynching.
5: We want to begin tonight with a political showdown in the state of Tennessee. In Tennessee, two young black lawmakers expelled from the State House
11: of Representatives after they took a stand on gun violence.
7: I'm joined now by the two lawmakers who were ousted by the Tennessee House this week. Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. Gentlemen, welcome to Meet the Press. I'm sure this was not the way you thought you'd be uh, appearing on this program or other national programs. Um, Justin Jones, let me start with you. Uh, I know you met with Vice President Harris, you met with President Biden. What was their message uh, to you and
3: uh, what did you hear from them? Well thank you so much for having us on today. I think the most resounding message we're hearing um, from the White House and across the world and people across this nation is that uh, this attack on democracy will not go on unchallenged. That the Tennessee House Republicans' attempt to crucify democracy has instead resurrected a movement led by young people to restore our democracy, to build a multiracial coalition. We are in the midst of a third reconstruction here, beginning here in Nashville. And I think what, you know, the message is is that we will continue to resist, that this is not the end. of that. Their decision to expel us is not the ultimate authority but that the people will hold them accountable um, both at the county level and in a special election and going forward there are uh, through our legal processes.
7: Justin Pearson have you talked to any of your colleagues or now former colleagues uh, since this vote Uh, have any of them explained why you were ousted and Gloria Johnson was not?
10: It's Justin J. Pearson and no I haven't talked to our former colleagues but I have to tell you Uh, the reality is an institution filled with people who are more concerned about supporting the NRA and supporting the Second Amendment than it is protecting the First Amendment rights of children and teenagers to be able to come to the Capitol and advocate for gun violence. You
11: know, it's hard to look at the media and um, take any of it serious anymore. I mean, we, we literally we are in a time and a place that I don't think anybody ever thought we'd be at because who would have ever thought that we'd have a media that 100% believes one side can be violent and the other side cannot I, I just never thought we'd be here i just I just never thought i mean in a million fucking years I just never thought we'd get to this point that it would be so one sided I mean every insolent incident we see it appears there is a there it's just it's just bias and and nothing is more glaring than this weekend's easter sunday media embrace of the tennessee three and their number one subject now i mean they are they're cooking the books for the next election saying that there's no way GOP will ever win because of abortion and I mean just the terminology um, you're about to hear it, it's fucking it's shocking because the way it's now labeled it used to be pro pro Life versus pro abortion. But they decided to change all the language because these people are wordsmiths. It's what they do, they've gone to anti choice and pro choice we are taking away a choice and then of course they cook all these crazy polls that i i just i don't even i don't know where they get the data for this because i i seriously i don't know anybody whose sole voting premise or position Is abortion. That, that's the only thing they look at. But our media th- this is the kind of stuff a zealot judge has ordered a nationwide abortion ban. Unborn human. The anti-abortion rhetoric of judge ruling. Anti-abortion rhetoric. Zealot judge then ACLU an historic eviction uh, uh, a historic decision for abortion right and then the soundbites where they are one hundred and ninety percent in about killing babies I mean we've seen now they're all about dead Christians but here is let's kill Damn babies. This is America.
3: Don't catch your slipping up. No. Don't catch your slipping up. No. Look what I'm whipping up. No. This is America. Don't catch your slipping up. No. Don't catch your slipping up. No. Look what I'm whipping up.
12: No. This is America. In- Jay. So um, explain how this one ju- federal judge can be have such an effect on the country.
14: Well this is a this is a federal judge and this of course is judge shopping Liberal groups judge shop, conservative groups judge shop. That's not that's not controversial. Uh, what's shocking? So I've been writing about Matthew Kasmirik for many years. Uh, he has said outrageous things over the years, and there's outrageous things in this opinion. This is a garbage opinion from open to shut. It the way it finds standing is garbage. The way it addresses the harm is garbage. Uh, he calls mifepristone chemical abortion. That's sort of a that's sort of a dog whistle. He says that this allows a woman to abort her unborn child at uh, at forty nine days. So I bought a visual aid. The so called unborn child is the size of a grape at 49 days. This is not a judicial opinion, this is a theological opinion. So Matthew Cosmerich has certainly entitled his religious view about when life begins and what constitutes un- an unborn child. As a rabbi, I have my own views, which are quite different about when life begins. But the idea that this is now being legislated from the, from the bench for the entire country is absolutely unconscionable.
11: Jessica.
2: Yeah. I mean, just looking at this ruling, it is very hard to find. And especially, you know, physicians have reached out to me immediately talking about this ruling. What they're saying is there's no way to see this as anything other than attack on bodily autonomy, because this isn't about safety. This is a drug that is proven to be safe. It's been FDA approved for 22 years. This is something that is safer than a lot of other drugs on the market. And actually what we're doing here is we're making you know, having a medication abortion more dangerous, not any safer, because people will still be able to use misopristol, which is the other uh, medication used.
12: I try not to be alarmist on this show, but every now and then, there is good reason to be alarmed. On Friday night, there was a new assault on women's rights in this country, because a federal judge in Amarillo, Texas, issued a ruling that may undo the FDA's 23-year approval of the drug mifepristone. Mifepristone is one of the two drugs commonly used in medical abortions. And the man responsible for that ruling is Matthew Kozmerek. And he has made no secret of his strong opposition to a woman's right to choose. In fact, back in college, he wrote this in a school newspaper. The Democratic Party's ability to condone the federally sanctioned eradication of innocent human life is indicative of the moral ambivalence under guarding this party. Yes, he was talking about moral ambivalence back in college. After working for a number of conservative causes, he even served as a trustee on the board of an anti-abortion organization. So it's pretty safe to say that restricting reproductive freedom, limiting abortion rights, it's all been the focus of his career to date. Now, the thing is, is that if his latest ruling stands, millions of people, millions of women across the country will be impacted because more than half of all abortions are medical abortions using this two-pill regimen that includes mifepristone. Even in some states where abortion is legal, this ruling may mean that women can no longer go to their pharmacy to get the abortion pill. They would need to go directly to a provider. And the problem with that is that as of now, only 36 states even have legal abortion providers. And many of those are already overwhelmed by the influx of patients coming from other states where abortion is now illegal. That all means that patients may have to wait weeks or months for an appointment, Patients seeking an abortion, patients seeking consultation with a doctor about that. In short, this is all going to dramatically cut access for women. But the impact is also far far more reaching for the medical community. This judge has no medical background, none whatsoever. But his ruling could scrap what scientists at the FDA have deemed safe for decades. This has never happened before. A court has never revoked FDA approval of a drug on grounds like this. What if a judge has a personal issue with the use of stem cells or the components of a cancer drug? Can they also overrule the medical community in those cases too? And if they do, what do people who need those drugs do? So right now, across the country, pro-choice governors are trying to figure out what exactly they have the power to do. It's not that the ruling was a huge
7: shock, but their
12: options are limited. Some
7: states may take steps. The national divide was crystallized on Friday night in those dueling abortion rulings less than an hour apart, on specifically the abortion pill uh, over the federal judges. These are legal efforts that were pushed by political activists seeking a decision by the Supreme Court. There was no actual medical event, no misuse of this pill to trigger this look at the drug. It was simply political activism. This was a drug that was approved at the end of Bill Clinton's presidency, four presidencies ago. In Texas, a federal judge invalidated the FDA approval for the abortion pill, Mifepristone which in combination with another drug does account for more than 50% of all abortions in this country. An hour later it was a judge in Washington State that contradicted the decision, and he called the drug safe and effective and ordered the FDA to make no changes. Obviously, the Supreme Court has to weigh in on this one.
11: YouTube banned LifeSite again during this time because the media's all in on it and then lefty said fuck it the president should just go around it because you know we, we're we not a, a land of laws anymore uh, a federal judge in texas ruled a, f- a food and drug was suspended moments after judge halted approval of medication abortion pills another federal judge said it must remain on the market and then Ron White this devastating ruling has no basis in law and will ban the most common method of killing a baby. President Biden can and must ignore this ruling and keep it going. CNN, I'm not going to play it. I believe that the Biden administration should ignore the ruling, AOC says. I believe the Biden administration should ignore this ruling. The court rely on the legitimacy of this ruling. And what they're currently doing is engaging in an unprecedented erosion of their legitimacy libs no one's above the law also libs we're above the law we make our own laws in a week that we had four insurrections this was what pbs said an msdnc with that racist katie fang brought on michael cohen who said this about Marjorie Taylor Greene.
4: I mean, the tens and tens of Trump supporters that were there, including, you know, Marjorie Toilet Greene, who just sat there,
14: you know. Well, as we reported, Donald Trump supporters and anti-Trump protesters they swarmed the streets outside the courthouse today. That was a spectacle. Beyond that, there are real concerns about the net effect of Donald Trump using this arrest and arraignment to to rile up his supporters. You've been speaking to extremist experts about that. What do they have to say?
9: So the
1: experts that I've been speaking to say that it's not necessarily that they're looking at violence to break out at a protest like the one uh, that was held today, but that they're looking at right-wing extremism groups, white militias, neo-Nazis, essentially the coordinated white power movement that has grown since 1983 and has
11: really Since the tiki torches, where are these neo-Nazis they talk about? I mean, I see a lot of lefties fucking shit up. Like a lot of lefties. They're always fucking shit up. I mean, I could play Antifa every fucking day on this pod- podcast, even though... USA Today extremist guys say they don't exist. And we just stormed capitals. There'll be more stormings. And mind you, those three coordinated with that crowd. It wasn't organic. So the media will keep saying things, and we'll have more fucking violence. More of it. I want to hit this really quick. This just came out this week. I'm one of the many that got affected by the vax. And now there are 1,000 peer-reviewed articles. And then the last thing I wanted to cover, this came from the FTP, uh, Free Press. Get serious about purpose. We have become a treatment-resistant Prozac nation, but the practice of believing in something, anything, can pull us out. And I wanted to cover it because I've said it, been banned for it. These liberals have nothing to believe in. That's why they jump cause to cause to cause. And for the first time in a long time, I'm wearing this again. I used to wear a cross in uniform. I had a black one. I don't know what happened to it. We can't find it. So the wife's going to give me a new one. I used to wear my St. Christopher that I had since I was a little kid. And I don't, push my religion or talk about it and you know I'm not this great Christian you know I'm I'm, I'm flawed I'm a human I don't go to church because I, I, I clearly just don't like southern churches whatsoever um, it's just different but I'm a believer and I pray when I eat I pray when I go to bed every night Sometimes I pray when I'm walking. Pill time. And I know through war, this sickness, and that I'm 55, faith in a God Something bigger than me it has been comfort comforting. It just always has. It gave me peace. But if you take it off the religious level, I think what most of these kids who are storming capitals and believe, Taking people that are committing no crimes guns somehow going to make them feel better about themselves or screaming fascists in somebody's face or tranny children is going to give them purpose. I'm just here to tell you it won't because the liberal machine has to always recede to the next boogeyman. I mean the right's not any different. Though you don't hear you don't even see conservatives on the media. They don't they don't talk to the media. So you don't hear their cause. None of our elected leaders have supported any pushback because they live under the CEI. I mean, they they want to be be brought on MSDNC and they know it's just bad policy for them cuz everything's woke, so they just they're quiet. But those people will never find peace. It'll be another boogeyman, it'll be another cause. Some social justice craziness that has nothing to do with anything. So if they The army, the army for me was a shield. It was purpose. I was serving something bigger than myself. I was part of an organization, a team. These kids don't even have that because they don't want to work. They want everything for free. And I, I stared at those videos as much as I got upset about how fucking angry they were. They were just all so angry. And they didn't even know why. But they don't have any purpose. They're just being used by liberals to change a talking point from six dead Christians killed by an LGBT QIA++ EIEIO ampersand mentally ill person and to further shield from the very real threat there is to Christians from this demo who hates Christianity. My daughter, which if you're still listening, I I bet you do listen case from time to time, even though you don't want to talk to us. Congratulations on your third engagement. I heard about that I hope this marriage works out good and you're happy and I mean that but she was so angry and she didn't get that from this house she got it from the internet because on the internet they're angry people they hate Christians fuck your hope and prayers the media even say things about it which is just insane Cause they're part of it, but you know, Christians, they, they don't they don't talk about it, they don't fight back when they should. These people just lack purpose, they lack anything other than identifying with a group. And because we're in a culture that spends all its time jumping from cause to cause and putting slides over their pictures and talking about um, some kind of social ju- justice that makes them feel virtuous. They want to be a victim. They want to be associated with that. They want to be... They want to get attention. And they can't get it in the regular life because they've been raised digitally so that everything is digital... They don't know how to talk to people. And so they join these causes and they scream and they yell for a week and then they go back to their life and they're still empty. And it's a problem. They are clearly more angry, disaffected mentally ill, unhappy leftists in our country than there are right. Because majority of the right have a religion, have a job, have a purpose. And until we can fill the void in these malcontent, you know, I we're going to have a lot of violence and it will not be the right as much as PBS and CBS want to talk about and always put well more on the right because I don't want to get yelled at by lefties online use your eyes and see it is not the right storming capitals one day does not absurd every fucking time they lose they get violent every fucking time. And I, I'm i not a conspiracy theorist dude, but if you believe there is a group of people that run this country and they decide the elections, and that's why we have 81 million votes for a guy who sat in his basement and they all dumped overnight when everybody was asleep after a lie about fucking water main breaks and shit like that and suitcases full of ballots... Um, I have I, I believe that of course the left's always going to win, they're scared. 2020 showed us they will take this country over and burn it to the ground. And instead of saying no, we're not going to tolerate that, we appease the mob in human nature just appease them, they'll go away. These fuckers ain't going away. Every time they lose, they break shit. Every fucking time. It's not the right breaking shit. It's the left storming capitals this time to change a narrative. Not one media... Not any of our leaders, no papers did anything about the dead Christians at the hand of tranny. So my protest going forward will be this cross. Today, when I went into a place, it was outside like I was some gangbanger. And I don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear my cross wherever I go. And that's my silent protest. That I don't give a fuck you hate Christians. I don't give a fuck that Christianity is now the reason why you can't get a good burger at Burger King. And it's not very Christian the way I'm saying this, but I don't fucking care. This country was built on religious liberty. And for some reason now, this religion... You think it'd be Islam, or you think it'd be a myriad of other fucking religions? CRT, LGBTQIA religion seems pretty fucking violent right now. Nope, those are the good religions. Christianity, how we got COVID. Christianity. Is why kids can't read good. Christianity got us Trump. Christianity got these three people kicked out. Christianity, well, they weren't, Christians weren't so against fucking gay marriage and people changing their fucking sex. Maybe the shooter wouldn't have killed people. No. I'm not having it anymore. I'm just not. Remember, I used to pray in public and the looks I would get because we've allowed a political party and an apparatus, which is their comms department, our mainstream media, make Christianity now Mormonism. When I was a kid, Mormons came up your door. You freaked out. No, it's Christians now. We're all a bunch of fucking zealots. Yet I don't see any Christians being zealots. We covered it about a month ago, how the media mocked a long revival in Indiana. Well, from my eyes, people peacefully going to a place and singing and talking about God seems a lot less dangerous than your mob with devil horns talking about transing kids and taking everybody's guns because their side killed somebody. I'm sorry. I I don't see it as a bunch of zealots. It's not my speed. I'm not going to go there. But I bet inside that tent, nobody was talking about infringing on other people's rights because one of our people went unhinged. And my last point on it, the media and the Democrats better start pulling back on their rhetoric. Because right now you're riding a high and you think you can get all the way, like Chuck Todd's is jerking off with fucking six buckets of KOI. I'm so excited about 2024 because of abortion and they're never gonna. I mean, I'm seeing people on TV, Kimberly Strassel, they'll never win an election again. Yeah, I believe that shit. Your side keeps on killing people. I'm telling you, you better cheat good. You better cheat good. And I'm telling right now, all those laws got repealed in a lot of states from your everybody gets to vote twice and mail it in without signatures. A lot of states didn't go along with that. Blue states are going to be blue. But we're not a popular vote. We're still electoral. If DeSantis wins in 2024, you'll hear that cry again. We need to pull back. We need to get rid of elect. Why does Wyoming have coverage? They shouldn't even be covered electorally. They're pieces of shit. Your people keep a schwacking fucking Christians. You'll see how far that gets you. Because right now it seems like a good deal. You get all the airtime. You're all in your heads. Media's just, oh, yeah, we're going to go along with this talking point. Yeah, I think you're going to run out of talking points. You're not going to be able to blame the gun if people keep shooting people. And now we've had four capitals... Stormed and four different people, one did it, three got stopped, trying to kill Christian kids. And it all came from your rhetoric, what you say, what you condone. Sickening the FBI on pro-life, arresting Christians. Just see how far this takes you. The country is not that far left. The country's just scared, so they answer things so they won't get canceled. But eventually, backbones will stiffen. People will go into that silent voting booth and toss all you cocksuckers out because that's what you are. So this wraps up another episode of Politic Podcast. Go to SoundCloud, FlavorPolitik with a K, rumble 482467. Tell me I'm a piece of shit by emailing foppodcast at gmail.com. Disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah-yeahs. I'm going to try have a scroller next time. I didn't set it up in time, but I will. And we're going to have our next podcast the 13th of April, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Until then, thanks for listening, and y'all take care. Okay, I am gonna insert this in really quick at the end, but I, I got it to work finally. I had to play with it. It's built into OBS, but going forward we'll have a ticker. To the, the first one will be whatever the theme is for the show. The next one will be if we're doing a top six and what we the subject's gonna be, and then I'll put one in the end uh, to kind of say hey this is this is where we're at, um, me. Hostilizing on something. So uh, going forward, will be a little more cool. See you Thursday.
14: Every death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.